You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Coach Barry Sanderson, it's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Well, good morning. Welcome into the Hump Day edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904. Going to jump in on the show with us this morning. The Twitter at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson. One email address for the show is wimpandbarry at yahoo.com. So keep the emails coming. If you want to send me a direct message on Twitter, some people did that yesterday talking about officiating crews. I appreciated uh, the guy sending me some information on that, so you can send that. I'll accept it and respond back to you there as well. Uh, Yellowwood brings you this 7 o'clock hour pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. Jimmy Rain and his staff there do an absolutely outstanding job. Anytime you're going to build anything and you want it to last, uh, then you want to use Yellowwood. They have protector you can put on anything that you build. You want to build that five-star backyard. Use pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. We got Joe Gaither behind the glass. Joe, who you got to slip in there with you this morning? T.J. Chapman. Good morning, T.J. Uh, glad to have you in this morning. A lot to talk about today. Great, great guest today, uh, Coach Jack Crow. He can break it down. Now, all these callers and me and Dad, we kind of just talk football on the surface. Jack Crow knows, uh, so he'll tell you. What happened on Saturday, last Saturday, what Mike Leach will try to do and what Coach Saban will do to try to get this team back in order and get them more disciplined. Good morning, Dad. How are you this morning? I'm doing okay. Joe, is the media days today? Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, here's what happened. Philadelphia beat San Diego 2 nothing, and they're going to play at 335 today. Uh, winner, of course, uh, they go on, and then the Astros and the Yankees play at 637. On TBS, I hope the Yankees and Astros both lose at the same time. Um, they're playing each other. Uh, so those two winners will go to, of course, the World Series. Uh, I don't get on here, Barry. I always says I get on here to give scores, but uh, I, I do give those. Celtics beat the 76ers and the Warriors beat the Lakers. SEC media days today. Uh, Stackhouse got a new contract. The uh, basketball coach at, at Vanderbilt. Only people I know that are happy about that are the other thirteen coaches. <laughs> so um, I think you know. I think because he finally won a few that uh, well, whatever. But anyway, he got a new contract. I think the other. Yeah, you coaches. forget when Stackhouse got that job, they were zero and eighteen the year before uh, he got it. Well, anyway, I, I didn't know they were zero and eighteen. Yeah, didn't win a game. He didn't inherit uh, a very good situation. No, he there. sure didn't. Table one eighteen. I just don't like the way he coaches. It's okay. Uh, Prime, Prime, Coach Prime said he'd entertain a, a five job. I guess he would. I don't think he'll get an offer. Barry, if Barry was AD, he'd give him one. But uh, he says he would entertain getting a job uh, in the uh, deal like that. Now, uh, my question to Barry and to any of you, if you want to ask, is as recruiting goes on and IL goes on, 
is the kind of shoe that you wear and the shoe company that gives the money going to affect the, from NIL going to affect recruiting. Yesterday, Utah athletic director said that one of his football players was offered a million dollars to go to another school. ESPN has reported that Boston College, uh, a wide receiver, was offered 600000 to go to one school and 300000 to go to another. So my point is that in the, if I were recruiting a stay in time and I had a certain shoe company that was doing my shoes, uh, that guy I'm recruiting may be going to ask me money, how much money I'm going to get from that shoe company. And I think somewhere down the line as we go through this in the years to come, that uh, the money that you can get from your shoe company will affect you and your family as to whether you go and play for that particular school. I say that because we're seeing um, Kentucky sign a player, Alabama sign one, uh, Kansas got a very good guard in basketball. I know it's not basketball season yet, but the recruiting part is going to move over into into football as what well, has moved into football, of course, as I've already stated. And um, we're in for a heck of a mess. Coverable uh, and we're trying to figure out exactly you know to how to cap it. Uh, we want like to go through the legal systems to do it. Uh, it could be uh, even a bigger mess. I never, I never thought about that uh, uh, so much about the shoe companies and the kind of shoe that you wear. You know, in the past, is that it, you know a guy may have liked that shoe, and he but he may not necessarily may have come to your school because you wear that shoe. But if that shoe company gives you X amount of dollars, your your recruiting is, is a little bit better. Oh, outside of that, that's all I got. What yeah, I, yeah. Right? Well, I, like you know, football. Obviously, the shoes not a big deal. People don't buy no, buy cleats. Not. I just brought it, that up. Yeah, it's a basketball uh, deal. And really, at the end of the day, how many guys are we talking about? The top of the top. That's only a pe- few. The kids that are going to get that kind, get money from a shoe company. Uh, now, you know, my question would be if if let's say Brandon Miller, who's a stud. Alabama's a Nike school. What if Adidas came to him while he was at Alabama and said, I want to yep. give you a million to wear this Adidas? What would, <laughs> I mean, I don't yep. know what the kid would do. He'd have to transfer or ask uh, permission to wear the Adidas, and I don't think Alabama can let him wear the Adidas. So, Barry, I, do you think is it possible, you're going to laugh at this one, is it possible with the transfer rule the way it is today to have too many good players on your team? Yeah. I think it is. Especially in basketball. Uh, in basketball, I think it is. Yeah. Um, you know, and I hear now, uh, and it was been going on all yesterday and this morning, everybody questioning the, why this guy isn't playing and why this guy isn't playing. And yep. good, it's a good thing that Alabama doesn't lose much because uh, when they lose or even play a game close, everybody opens up the door and walks out in the morning as a coach. Uh, if you're not out at practice every day watching these, there's a reason they put these 11 guys on the field on both sides of the ball. All right, if Eli Ricks or Weezy, there's a reason. I think they just don't sure like it. And if you really knew the reason that they weren't playing, you would probably say, oh, yeah, I said, no. Yeah. They may eventually get themselves in there because these guys are behind them, aren't playing well. The foot speed's not as good as they thought. They think they need him. Maybe he wakes up and says, man, I can help this football team. And he may walk into Nick Saban's office and say, coach, what can I do to get on the field? And coach say, 
hey, it's not talent. It's this, this, and this, and this. Correct it. And then when he does, maybe he does get on the field. But uh, the guy, coaches play the best players, people. Well, <laughs> so I can see I can see by the by the penalty situation that people make uh, the kids make that, that that's ridiculous. Uh, that there will be a change, I think, some to, sure. to get their attention. Now they're they're you know they there's no reason to block in the back. Uh, the 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 penalties that you get past defense is is very difficult anyway to to argue about because it's it's so cotton picking close, and we know that just about on every play so there's some holding on every play that's not called. We got that, but the offside situations. Uh, the mask where you grab the guy with the mask uh, when he's running with the football and you grab a hold of him, that's, that's got to be stopped. There are penalties that can be stopped, and there are other penalties that are that are difficult because they're judgment calls by the official as to whether it's pass interference or not. But those others, if you continue to do it, in my opinion, and I haven't, don't, haven't been to practice, there will be some, there will be some changes as far as the penalty is concerned on those guys by, by putting them – Put them uh, as not as starters and bringing somebody else in to see if they can do the job in this particular game. Now I don't know how many that will be, but I think there will be some. I think it's, uh, they're disgusted with uh, certainly uh, you know the great players who who make mistakes. They won't be, but there will be some others. Yeah, there, there are some guys that uh, maybe have been warned this that, and the other. They may make a change. There may be a guy. Uh, the second string right there. There may be a guy, maybe Eli Ricks, whatever reason he's not getting on the field, maybe he changes those habits. But I think in football, I've never coached football. I think you do a little bit in basketball. You can, you can walk into practice after a loss like that and say, all right, everybody's got a clean slate. We're fixing to go after it today, and I'm playing the pl- best players, the guys that practice the hardest. I don't know if you can practice like that in football. Like no, I don't think you can. Yeah, well, you I don't out, think you can. Where you go out there and say, all right, tell you what, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, we're fixing to strap the pads up and get after it. And uh, whoever does this, I don't know that because you get guys hurt. You, yeah, you, I think it's totally different. Yeah. Both sports are totally different. I, I think in basketball, if you've, got, if you've got a guy that's shooting bad shots, won't defend anybody, then you make a change. And you show him on the film, you know he's not defending anybody, and he's shooting bad shots. You get, you know, you you get that straight. Uh, in the in the department of penalizing people, and I think that you study that as well. But and there's a lot of penalties that that uh, there's no reason to make that penalty. I think the face guard thing and the defensive uh, blocking in the back are two of them. I, I think pass defense is darn hard, uh, darn hard to to uh, do a whole lot about. You certainly. If you continue to hold and grab and snatch uh, past defense to where it's ridiculous, then, then you make a change. So I, I guarantee you Nick Saban and his staff are studying, uh, you know, the, the guys who have they have felt like are the best in practice past defense-wise, and some of those guys have fallen down, they'll make a change there. Joe, uh, do we have a foot speed problem in the secondary? You look at it a lot closer than I do. I know Tennessee was running by our guys. Is there a you can't fix foot speed if you're if you can't run now, you ain't gonna be able to run Saturday. Uh, maybe they'll look at it and say we got to get some faster guys when we play uh, these teams that spread us out. We got to cover the whole field. Do we have a foot speed? Did they did they miss maybe in recruiting a little bit on foot speed in the secondary? I think that they. 
Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah, I, I, I think DeMarco Helms isn't fast enough. I think Malachi Moore's fast enough. I think Brian Branch is fast enough. I think that they just kind of had some well, guys uh, maybe misaligned, perhaps. And less, uh, I have a more a bigger problem with their eyes than, than the foot speed. Uh, looking at the wrong things, eyes in the backfield, not not reading their keys. Uh, that, that, but foot, foot speed's definitely a question mark after this past week. Yeah, Dad. Well, I I think the big thing, Barry. I don't think we agree or not. I'm sure maybe will. It doesn't matter. But I think anytime you can spread Alabama, uh, if you can bunch them on the sides, then you can you can bunch your people on the sides and spread them with a quarterback that can play and can get away from you if if you know and they didn't get to him with a quarterback that can really play. Then you you've got you know you've got. That that's the best way. That doesn't mean you're going to beat Alabama every time. Tennessee did, but to but to bunch them and, and spread them uh, with a good quarterback is certainly a darn good way to play Alabama. Joe, uh, take away the Tennessee game if you can blank it out of your mind. Because sometimes I think we think about a player in their last game. Has Will Anderson had a good year? Take he didn't have a good game against Tennessee. There's no debating that. Yes, is he having good a good year? Yes. Is he having a a better year than he had last year at this point? Uh, it's about the same, is maybe it? a hair less, but it's about the same. I mean, I know he uh, in the game here against uh, Texas and him, he was chasing that quarterback every play. I mean, he he may not have gotten sacks, but he affected. He didn't he didn't do it well uh, Saturday, and I you know if if I if I look at it just from the naked eye, and I say the only position that I think's not vulnerable is quarterback. Uh, everything and maybe running back. Uh, there, everything else could kind of be open if they have. Something. I think he. I think he. Uh, although we want to criticize, we want to point out, not criticize. We want to point out the out, the offsides deal. He had a humongous play in the Texas game. Yes, he did. I mean, he had a. He, I don't care if he's if he's offsides twelve times. Uh, he had he had a, a a a play in that particular game that that keeps that keeps Alabama in that game to have a chance to win. So, you know, I. He just did. He just did. He well, just, that sack that, made them. If they get a first down, they may score a touchdown. You don't have a yeah. chance. And that sack yeah. made them kick the field goal. And uh, you know these games are coming down to the wire. You know, I, I get it. People are frustrated, but good gosh, we're spoiled. Uh, what we've watched uh, since two thousand and whatever. Well, eight. In, in preseason, we always talk about. You know, Alabama may lose one. Every time you hear somebody come on, they say. You know, if if they lose one, probably, they're probably going to lose one. Well, they did, uh, and everybody everybody's got a cold rag on their head. Yeah. Uh, so so that, that's that's just the way it is. The, the thing that you have to understand, which you all do, is that uh, you went out and you're going to you're going to be in Atlanta. Uh, you've got one football team that you're going to play, which has a chance to lose on Saturday. Um, but uh, you know, head to head would be a real factor. There has a chance they're one half point dog against LSU at home. So um, you know, I, I personally, I'm I'm not blue plating it, but I personally think LSU probably is going to win that game. Yeah, and uh, we'll get to break here. Two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. The the worst thing to happen to a team is expectations, and I heard more people on all these shows say prior to the season all these. Armchair quarterback said this would be could be the best defense in Alabama history. Now, did the defense put that expectation on themselves, or is that our fault for putting it, the best defense in 
Guys like John Clopin probably drove off the road into a ditch when people kept saying that in the preseason. That's not the players' fault for people saying that and then saying they're not living up to it, and they certainly didn't uh, against Tennessee. Two men coach, coach, not worried about that. No, nah, ain't worried about it. Two men in truck, 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up the boxes, the packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth. Where it's local, out of town, out of state, let the professionals handle it. Give them a call today for the free estimate, 205. Two four seven five zero five zero two minute truck movers who care. Tide one hundred point nine traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got minor congestion on McFarland at 69 in Northport. Lurling steady in the downtown and 69 South congested at Skyland. Now, if you see other conditions, please give me a call, 205-886-8886. Townsend Nissan is having a special sale today with super markdowns and extra cash for your trade. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Wednesday morning. A preview of winter this week has sparked the National Weather Service in Birmingham to issue a freeze warning. We have two of them this morning through 9 o'clock, and then again beginning at 10 o'clock tonight through 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. High temperatures today will be about 15 degrees below normal, but next week we'll see a warm-up with highs into the upper 70s near 80 degrees. Click TuscaloosaThread.com. For more local news, sports, and weather coverage, it's absolutely free. Don Hartley, Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa. What QC Kinetics is doing for people here is nothing short of amazing. I'm talking real lasting relief from joint pain. Hey, it's Gary Harris. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in exciting new pain. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood. Pressure-treated pine protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A sunny but very cool day today. Tuscaloosa's high 62. Another freeze likely tonight, clear with a low at 32. And for tomorrow and Friday, sunny both days with a warming trend. The high tomorrow is 67, the high Friday 74. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 31 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion. Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. She'd Colorado if you want to build something, you want to make it last, so you want to use pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. Are we talking expectations? Was the expectations of this Alabama defense, not that they put on themselves, that we put on them. Uh, you had the best defensive player in college football coming back, but after that, I mean, is this line... Defensive line, that's all right. But these kids don't put the expectation on themselves. We do it, and then when they don't do what we want, we go crazy at them. All right, get to the Yellowwood Hotline, get Tom into the show. Good morning, Tom. Hey, Barry. Good morning. Good morning, Coach. How are you? You know, I'm good. Thank you for asking. Uh, you know, 
I, I, I want to point something out that coaches said many times. In basketball, you foul, and it's, it's because that's a mistake. And in football, you get a penalty because that's a mistake. And, uh, and they need to keep that in mind. But uh, as far as uh, expectations are concerned, I, I think the reason that Coach Bryant, over the years, uh, when I was growing up and, and reading everything you could get your hands on about Coach Bryant, was this right here. He, he didn't want to throw a bunch of stuff out there and have to come back and eat crow on it. And, uh, and I, I think that's a good attitude to have. Just, you know, let it happen. Bear, I've heard you say that a million times. And, uh, just, just let things play out. Let it happen. And if it's good, good. And if it's not, then, you know, we'll see. But uh, all this talk in the offseason, every year, it always comes back and bites these talkers in the rear. And, uh, and, and just stop that. I mean, it's so dumb to do that. And then on top of that, this Monday, I did not realize this, but Coach Saban knows not crap about football <laughs> no he never the the, the he, kids don't the kids he has forgot everything he forgot how to manage coaches well he's forgot how to manage kids and, and, and I, i'll tell you something tom if coach bryant were in this day and time he would he would he couldn't tell you how to even turn on twitter he, he wouldn't <laughs> he wouldn't be able he wouldn't be able he wouldn't even have a cell phone um, he wouldn't have, he did, he didn't, he did the, the, he, he believed that the less you said, the better off you were. Yeah. That's the, and, right uh, there. And he, I heard he, him uh, say this one time, coach, he said, somebody popped off on the team. He said, that's Sears and Roebuck talk and you can take that and back. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't do The only thing he, he had a, and I was fortunate enough to have his office. Uh, he had a private line in the back, which private when private lines were really big deals. I mean, you, you if the phone rang, you knew it was one of your buddies because he's the only one that had your phone number. And, uh, right. and so, outside of that, uh, there wouldn't be any. If he were if he were living today, uh, the things have changed. Now, naturally, they, as Barry, all of y'all have mentioned, change, things have changed because we've got all this this media outlet stuff that from Twitter on down there what thing else. But I'm telling you right now, you're correct on that. Coach Bryant wouldn't he, he wouldn't even know how to turn on the cell phone. Yeah, yeah. Tom, I uh, as I think about it too, you know, Coach Saban, I think he always tries to respect the opponent, even if we know they're not any good. He tries to give you the positives about them. He's never going to disrespect them. But even when he know when he knows they're good uh, he gives them respect, uh, and he never acts like they're ever going to beat anybody or blow them out. They got you got to do your job. You got to execute. You got to play the next play like it's the last, and all the different things. And that's just his style. Now, Nate Oates has a different. Well, but Barry, can I let yeah. me interrupt right there? I want to bring. That's a great point about Coach Saban, but I want to add to that if you don't mind. Sure, Coach Coach Saban loves. The game of football—that's obvious, isn't it? Sure. He loved. He, he said a million times he loves being part of a team. He respects people that are part of a team. He respects people that that uh, uh, coach teams and kids that play. You know all that kind of stuff. And, and now go ahead with what you're going to say. But I wanted to point that out. He he just he just has a a, a lot of respect for people that participate in football. Yeah, and I think he. 
I think he probably was disgusted. Dad brought this up yesterday. I thought it was a good part. I think he probably was disgusted with the officiating. But you're never going to hear him make an excuse publicly about it. Now, behind closed doors, I would love to know what what he did or what they sent in. But I think it's just a different style. Nate Oates has a different style. And I'm not saying his oh, yeah. is wrong. He says right. this right. team should win the SEC. This team should go to the NCAA tournament. We're going to go to the Final Four. He's telling you everything they're going to do before you do it. Most coaches don't do that. Neither neither one of them are wrong. It's just a different style. that you. So when you say all that and you don't do it, people start firing at you uh, for everything that you said. So you have to be yeah. – even these coordinators, when they talk to the media one time, people – overanalyze man these guys are just up there talking they overanalyze every word that these guys say and then throw it against them when it doesn't happen exactly anyway i, I had some thoughts uh, enjoy the show thank you thank you tom um yeah so sec uh we were them back to media days to that it'll actually be on the sec network and they'll cover the entire event starting at 10 a.m. today. Uh, but okay, the SEC, really the University of Alabama, all the SEC schools should be ashamed. There is nothing. I've got, Joe, you got any, I mean, I got an email I wanted to register for. There's nothing out there. Maybe this is not the right time to have it, uh, which I wouldn't argue that point. Maybe have it right before the SEC season starts, but there's nothing out there, right? A little bit more, yeah, a little bit more important this year. I mean, it's always important to me because it's basketball, but, you know, we're sitting here with five new coaches, another sixth coach changing jobs. You know, there's some there's some value there in, in letting these people hear what you have to say and who you are and, and to keep the interest up when, when basketball does start. And it, it's just a um, change of it change of places is fine i guess they they know what they where they want to go to but um it just in the in past years even just the last several years has always been a big deal about about the uh, media day and it just seemed like it wasn't any this year yeah not much all right let's talk about bob prince prince clover and hayes will get to coach jack crow and he he can break it down better than anybody Prince Clover and Hayes, three four five one two three four, uh, attorneys who have been very successful. I think that's a real key, and they they can help you. I think they're easy to work with, easy to sit down and visit with if you have a, a problem and don't want to go through with it. Best thing to do is call them on that phone number I just gave and visit with them on the telephone. Tell them your problem, and then go from there. Uh, they'll have a lot of answers for you. Uh, they'll be happy to. I have you come by 701 Rice Mine Road and visit with them in person. And I think that you're going to find these, these guys know the law, they know the changes in the law, and they've been very effective with people that they've had prior to you. Prince Glover and Hayes, I think, are the very, very best. 345-1234. PrinceLaw.net is the website. If they don't win, you don't pay. Listen, Todd, 100.9 is the home of Alabama sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. This is Timothy Bowens with your Tide Sports Update. Former Alabama quarterback Jalen Hurts made a statement with his management team. Nick Saban says his team must play better in their next performance on Saturday. Alabama women's basketball guard Brittany Davis was named to the preseason All-SEC second team. 
This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. Play it again! For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got minor congestion on McFarland at 69 and Northport. Lurleen steady in the downtown and 69 South congested at Skyland. Now, if you see other conditions, please give me a call, 205-886-8886. Townsend Nissan is having a special sale today with super markdowns and extra cash for your trade. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Right on time, that crispy nip of fall is in the air. Time for ghosts and goblins, jack-o'-lanterns, cornstalks, hayrides, and trick-or-treating. One place we're below at 32. For tomorrow and Friday, sunny both days with a warming trend. The high tomorrow is 67, the high Friday 74. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 31 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Catch every game and every moment right here. This is your home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. He didn't have to wake up Even up all night Lying there in bed listening Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Pressure to Pine from Great Southern. Looking for decking columns, deck accent, specialty posts. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer closest to you if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it. You don't want it. All right, we go to the Yellowwood Hotline. He's the director of the Coach Safely program. I'll talk to you a little bit about that at the end of the segment. Obviously, been a lot of places in college football, Auburn, Clemson. Uh, Arkansas, Baylor, Jacksonville State, Coach Jack Crow. Coach, please let the listeners know or that uh, Coach Saban hadn't forgotten how to coach. They, uh, some people around here think he's forgotten how to coach and doesn't know what he's doing anymore. <laughs> well, he does, but some, sometimes you, you have to uh, make the point in other ways. As a coach, you have to make the point in other ways other than – and what you control, some things you don't control, and you have to use the things outside of your control sometimes to uh, get your best coaching. There was an old, there's a locker room, a locker room poster that's been everywhere. It says, win or learn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good point, Jack. Jack, there's a couple of things. Uh, we'll get to penalties in a minute, but I, I think when, uh, when Tennessee bunches, Bunches those wideouts, put them out on the side, and and got sort of spread Alabama out with a good quarterback, which they have. It is, yeah. is the absolute best way to play Alabama, and I think you have to, of course, I guess you man to man defense those those backs. Tell tell I'll explain that to our listeners. Well, when you when you uh, there's a couple of approaches to literally. Uh, keeping the defense from getting their hands on you. Yeah. And I think I think Alabama, uh, I don't think anybody ever did it better than Sarkeesian did with that group of receivers uh, yeah. when he was here. You never got your hands on them. And, and if you don't get your hands on them, I mean, they're, they're running free and, and you're, you know, they know where they're going, you don't, so they're going to get away from them. Mm-hmm. And the bunch, <clears throat> the bunches and the, uh, and, and what I saw, and 
in ten, in the Tennessee game, I did watch it. Um, we just never got our hands on, them. and you know when people are, and we didn't. And when people are running free, you got to you got to pass them off in zone. You got to get a little inside or outside of help when you're in man, and you lose your help, you know, in man, and 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 you don't you don't pass them off in zone because people are going to use ways uh, to put more people in a zone than you can pass off in the right way. And then you got a guy that's getting ball very accurately with great anticipation. I mean, I had two coaches that you'd recognize their names. Um, tell me that what Tennessee's done the last three weeks is going to affect the way a lot of people run offense. Um, so what you have to be careful of, I can remember going to all these clinics when, when I was, first at Auburn and then people wanted to see the things we were doing. And every time I draw up the diagram limp, I'd, of the formation, when it came to bow, I'd make the circle considerably bigger than the other circles and the X's and O's on that board. Is what somebody, some people say, listen, I want to do what you're doing. And if you don't have our players, I'm not trying to convince you to do what we do. And you got to give some of this Tennessee's players now, uh, what they do and how you counter it. Um, I think we're just only really now beginning to learn just the combinations always when it's about throwing the football in particular. The combinations that they're working with talent-wise are, are exceptional now, very exceptional. Uh, Coach, let's talk about uh, the penalties. Uh, 17's a lot. Um, and I know Coach has been talking about the discipline of the team, and it seems to get worse. Uh, so maybe he, now he's going to say, "Okay, you guys aren't listening, uh, so we're going to put you on the bench." Uh, what What do they do? And I don't. I think you have to fix them, but you don't want guys to come passive either. Uh, so the combination they are trying to fix it, but not be passive and playing not to make a mistake. Uh, that's a delicate right. balance, isn't it, Coach? It is very delicate, delicate, and not. You know, I'm talking about me. I'm not, but I'm also talking about what I learned from a Lou Hopes, what I learned from a Coach Bryant, what I learned from a Woody Hayes, what I learned from the Masters as I saw them in my day. I don't think there, there is more of a master today than than Nick. By the way, he's he's equal above every one of those guys, and and every. What you learned as a head coach from all those guys is there's certain things you have to hold your assistant coaches accountable for. And and most of the masters, when it comes to the mistakes that get you beat, which is dropping passes, missed assignments on defense, missed tackles, uh, penalties, all the above, uh, that's coaching. But it's not head coaching. You know, you you got to teach your people to, to practice the same way that they're going to play, and not try to play any different than they practice. And and when you practice the right way, the games don't become a different element that you lose your discipline because you have that discipline every day, and you you not all day long, but at certain times you create the intensity you got to play with, and you put the dynamics of of discipline and control. I mean, they're not playing with discipline. I think the same thing Nick said, isn't it? 
They're not playing with discipline. Where do you get your discipline? You get your discipline at practice. Who implements the discipline? The assistant coaches that are running the drills, that's who implements it. Yeah. And so uh, – I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I, I hope I hope I hope that's not being abusive of anybody, but uh, that's 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 the way that's the way any place that's a pat dive that's a Danny forward that's you know that's pretty much universal with the guys that win a lot of games. Uh, the double teaming of Anderson, uh, Barry and I talk about we didn't see much in the game, and and from what we can figure, he was double teamed a lot. Um, he, he's by double teaming somebody. Somebody else has got to be open to something. Is is that is that what the things that Tennessee did? I guess is the question. Would that be implemented by? I don't know how much Mike Leach pays attention to anybody though, really. But would that be implemented by the teams that Alabama plays uh, in the future this year? I don't think you can become Tennessee in a week, uh, but I think Mississippi State has got to. I think they've got the same elements uh, that they work that they work with, and I think they'll. You know, I think Mississippi State is exactly <laughs> round two of about the same kind of sort of mastery that's required. Uh, and Mississippi State's of the same level of mastery, I think, in terms of what you do to get to get receivers the ball. I don't think they've got what Tennessee's got. I think the first thing you got to realize, they got some dudes now. <laughs> yeah, Tennessee does uh, definitely have some dudes. Uh, Bill O'Brien, talk about him a minute, Coach. What do you see there? I mean, I thought you scored 42 points. Uh, everybody's complaining yeah. that he threw the ball three times when it hits the receiver. I mean, hits Gibbs right in the hands. He catches that ball. He may score. The clock's oh, still, yeah. ru- still running there. Uh, just talk about what you see with Bill O'Brien. I see a great football. I, I see a guy that I'd hire in a heartbeat. Yeah. I mean, it's the only way I can look at him. Shoot, I'd hire Bill o- O'Brien, and and I'd give him a lot of latitude. Um, you know, when you have guys, you you sort of, as a head coach, you you keep them within, you know, what you need, but what they can do too, and their own, what they bring. You know, what they bring that's uniquely their contribution. And uh, I think he makes – I'd give him a lot of latitude because I think his contribution is, you know, his prowess, game day prowess is pretty substantial. He's also – I don't know that I've seen some of the moments uh, that they create, uh, uh, you know, for – you know, for I mean, that, that quarterback, Alabama's quarterback, I don't start throwing names out here, but – he can do things. I, I'm not sure. He can do things the Tennessee quarterback can do. Sure. I think he can. Sure. I think he can do some things. She, where do you get this dude? <laughs> yeah. And, and you put and you put uh, you put those two guys together. And O'Brien's job is to get the best out of every player. And I think yeah, with that offense, it starts with one person. You know, and I'd be very surprised right now. If he's not asking his quarterback, I don't know if he'd be asking, but looking to see what the feedback level of his quarterback is, who you want to throw what to, because uh, as, as you see with a, a Bob, uh, 
evolution of a Brady, and I think he's a Brady-ish. You see that evolution. I mean, that, and I think it's happened to Kansas City. You you see where the offensive coordinator and the quarterback of that skill level. I mean, it's not like a quarterback and a, and a and a coach ninety five percent of the time. They don't get to that place very often. I think I think the same thing is happening in Tennessee, though. I mean, and when you get to that that point, I mean. Uh, what have, what have they really? What can they do to help Bryce? I mean that 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 would be, and I think Bill's smart enough to figure out what it, what that is. I know he is. Um, you know what is it that Bryce needs in this game against these guys to make his plays? Because if he makes his plays, all the rest of the plays are going to happen. Yeah. And and I think I think go back to what you asked. I think for this quarterback, he's the ideal guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to ask one of, you know, coaching under pressure, uh, and I mean in pressure, like in the last minute when you got you know, like Alabama's had to do three times. Uh, I think sometimes you have to do it a lot. And then you look back at it and say, man, you know, maybe they'll look back at it and say, we should have run the ball there at the end, run the clock out. At least if we missed the field goal, we're going to overtime. Uh, do you have to be in those situations to learn and to become better at it. And Alabama's not put in these situations many times. Uh, they're not. And uh, true art of the game is, you know, how many one-score games are there in the SEC? If you go back and look, there's a lot of them. And they're more, <clears throat> you know, they're not as many uh, when you have the program Alabama's got, but you still plan on them. I'll promise you. They still have a two-minute drill at the end of practice every Thursday. I don't even have to ask anybody. And yet the urgency of that when you hadn't really done it in a while, uh, are you are you really getting the, the, the finite, finite concentration around that drill? I, I know they're doing all the things. I know there's a checklist. Fourth and fourth and one. Uh, I got I got it embedded in my head, and I know he's got one. His probably better than mine was. Okay, now you practice those things. But how much do you get out of practice that you learn if you hadn't really had to had to live it? If you hadn't had to live it, not sure you're quite as ready for it as you are. If you're, we had one year there at Auburn. Every game was a one score game. And I mean, you're living it then, man. You go into that drill, you say, "Oh God, you know, we're going to live or die with this right here." If you don't have that going into the preparation of it, uh, you, you lose uh, the reality of it a little bit, and uh, they they may have lost the reality of what you got to do in those situations. Yeah, but they dang sure know what to do now. They know what to do. I mean, Bill O'Brien. I mean, he he. They ain't nobody going to have a better checklist than Bill O'Brien. Yeah. That. Um, is, was it possible for, and, and I don't know, because I, I think the defense coordinator does a good job, is it possible to to blitz or rush the passer as good as he is and as spread as they are? Did they take away the, the did they take away the pass, did they take away the defensive rush to where they could make it miserable on, on Hooker, or is that was that impossible? Well, I think we go back to how this, this conversation started about those wideouts. I mean, when you're bringing it, and the guy's smart enough to know you're bringing it, 
it only boils down to one thing. How quick can he get it out? And how quick can he get it out is based on how quick those guys get off the line of scrimmage. If you can't get your hands on them, you're probably very suspect bringing blitz, blitzes with a guy that has a mind a mind to see it quick enough, the skill to get it out quick enough, and to be able to – I mean, we've seen these pictures of the Kansas City quarterback throwing it sidearm, under, underhanded, and get it there against whatever is in your face. You know, because you, you can get close with a blitz. But all of that, I mean, you have certain guys that as you watch them over time, you say, don't blitz that dude. Don't blitz that. He's just waiting for you to blitz it. And when a guy gets to that point, I think maybe I think maybe Hooker may be at that point. And the other side of it is you're not getting your hands because of the bunches, because of the motions. Or maybe it's, it's you, you just don't have the, the – the fast twitch quickness, even if he, if there is an equal standing start to this, maybe the guy's just quicker than you are, and they, you can't get your hands on him. And that's particularly effective with a guy in the slot, because the guy in the slot is not covered by a corner, and he's the most deadly one. Because whoever that guy is covering the guy in the slot, he's got to be a run player, not a coverage player. Now you put in dime nickel, they're gonna they're gonna beat the heck out of you with a run. If you try to actually match the slot guy with a you know with equal skill, um, anyway, I'm getting in the weeds on that. But uh, you know, I I wouldn't I wouldn't think I'd try to win the game blitzing some quarterbacks, and Hooker fits in that category. I um, I always because I coach basketball have believed that. When I went to a place and it was a big, big game at the the home court, the home field, the home court had so a lot to do with it more so than yeah. I, I'm hung up on the home field there. But I thought, yeah. and I thought that, and I know that Texas, they, Texas was just as bad or worse because it was hotter. But you got to give Tennessee, Tennessee people some credit for, and, and they're excited. Thought they thought they had a chance, but home, home field advantage is big. It, it, it is just, in my opinion, I could be dead wrong, but it, to me, it's just no. But I think I think there's another level in this one. Okay. I think a a home field advantage and those fans are smart because there's the moment the quarterback's actually trying to communicate, and they see that it's and they and the and the effect is around what's really going on on the field. Yeah, they're in, you know. Are they in the huddle? Are they at the line of scrimmage? Uh, who's got the ball? What down is it? Is 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 the quarterback in play calling mode, or is actually ready to get a you know a fast count going? Um, you know, having that having that reaction in volume and in numbers uh, uh, and tenacity is one thing, but actually bringing it to bear at the right time. Is what I call a dangerous crowd because they 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 know when they can be and are the most disruptive at the time that they can most likely disrupt. You know what the quarterback is, is, is trying to communicate, and so I, I have a feeling Tennessee's crowd is very loud, tenacious, and smart about the game of football. Yeah, uh, Barry, Barry mentioned asked you about the pencil penalties. 
are the penalty are these the penalties that you should you you can coach and avoid and and jump and, and substitute because the guy uh, blocks in the back. I know it's going to be holding on every play. Some of them call it, but blocks in the back, uh, grabbing a guy's face mask all the cotton picking time with your hand uh, if he's running with the football. Uh, those are the kind of game the penalties that can you cor- you know you coach to correct those. There are some as far as I know you pa- you teach pass defense, but it's you know you it's hard. Um, what are the correctable penalties? What penalties are correctable? You know, I'm a, I'm a hard ass. I think they're all, I think they're all preventable. Okay. You know, the average number, the average number of penalties is, is the baseline. The game is six. Okay. Six is acceptable, and you divide that out, and you say three on offense, three on defense. That's acceptable. Okay. When you start getting past six, when you get to fifteen, hey, I. There's no disrespect in this. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask That's you this, ridiculous. Coach, because uh, I don't know if you can – maybe you can, you can't. All right. The, they go through all this preseason. They get a depth chart, and uh, they f- they put the best players they think on the field. And now they keep having these mistakes, and I think there are probably some positions open. In basketball, man, you just go out there and say, i tell you what, guys, what's happened – before now doesn't mean anything. We're going to throw the ball up, and whoever competes and does what they have to do, we're going to start playing yeah. those guys. Can you do that in football? Yeah. Can you can you just have a knockdown, drag out a couple of days of practice with a well, Mississippi State sitting here at the end of the week? Some of this was put in play, and what you don't want to do is surprise your own football team. You do want to get their attention, but some of this was put in play, and 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 I. Well, if I told you this, with it, with this Alabama football team, um, maybe they're not as mature as I thought they were going to be. But but I, I told you that 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 distractions, complacency, and injuries were their biggest opponent. Now, there's ways to coach against two of those, but but when you are not letting much full speed contact happen at practice because you're trying to and I think Nick is, and I don't know that now. I'm guessing. Let me just put it. My guess is, because that's all I got is a guess, that that when, you know, how you structure practice, and they they know it. They know it. I, 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 used, to, I used to walk out of practice, and one of the first things I did uh, was give a thought to whether I needed to make this one statement when I brought them up. Now, now do all you guys have... If y'all put something in your stomach in the last four hours because you hadn't, when you leave this drill in a sprint, you go over there and get you something off that table. Now, you know what the message was to them? I'm about to empty your tank. Yeah. And and it, it wasn't always the case. And the other thing, you know, you have to change the rhythm of practice to get and keep their attention sometime. But you also know that when you change the rhythm of that practice, you're going to get more of a game experience out of it, which when you're having penalties, I, one of my thoughts is, hey, we ain't practicing hard enough. Yeah, That's what you're talking about, throwing the ball up. Cause we're, going to, we're going to get after each other out here. And, and and then in football, if you start doing a lot of that, now you now you got injuries and now you're you know, losing losing the war you know, in camp and not out in the battlefield. So 
you know, those are the reasons, you know, they're great football coaches. They do the right thing at the right time. And he, more often than not now, a lot more often than not, he does the right thing. What the right thing is, is only how Nick sees it. And and the right thing may be for him to go out there and just say, hey, we're going to have an inside drill. We're running the ball. We're going to find out who can hold a gap when it's full speed on the back running at him. You know, and – and, and and if you think you decided that in the in August, and the, and and that, now what you decide in August, you're not seeing in in Nayland Stadium. Do you go back and rethink that? Well, if you go back on too many goddamn things, you're gonna end up screwing with your team, and, and the outcome may not be what you want it to be. Yeah, I don't well, know if that makes sense. That's yeah. good stuff, Jack. I, I really appreciate you being on because that answers sure. all of our questions. Sure. Well, I, I, I'll tell you this, Andy, better guy fixing the problems than the guys there. I, you know, I don't know that Nick had given them a tough enough schedule for them to have to really apply discipline at practice. And that's what I rolled over and couldn't sleep at night about, that I really create the practice schedule to give these assistant coaches a chance to make these guys more disciplined, tougher, da-da-da-da-da. It'll come, it all comes back to him, but... He knows how to fix everything, and whatever he yep. decides, I'll promise you'll be ninety nine point nine percent better than what what me or anybody else would decide. So, there's yeah. probably been some interesting coaching meetings this week. What do you think? Or probably the last three weeks? Uh, what do you think? Well, I could use. I won't use the a word, but there's some a chewing going on. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, and I'm sure he, he'll direct a lot of it himself. He won't give it all. I mean, I'm sure he takes his and he works just as hard or harder than anybody over there. So you you have to respect what the man says and what he does. Thank you, Coach. Thanks, Jack. Right, man. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, really good analysis there. We appreciate uh, Coach Jack Crow uh, breaking it down. And uh, I think he's old school. I think sometimes people say, oh, these kids, you can't coach it. Nah, they'll do it. If you give it to them and you're consistent with it, They'll buy in. Uh, and the ones that don't, the Ajaya Halls and all them guys, you ain't going to win with them anyway. Alabama 1, www.alabama1.org. Get more truck for your buck. Rates as low as 1.99%. Extended loan terms up to 250 cash back, 60 days of no payment. This deal lasts till the end of the month. So take advantage of it now. Go to www.alabama1.org to become a member and to get applied up for this uh, car loan there. I also want to thank Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, believe me, you don't want it. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer closest to you. Bill Cameron joins us at 815. We'd love to have your phone calls. Uh, did you like what Jack Crow had to say there? 205-342-9904. Do you disagree? Uh, does Coach got to take more of the responsibilities? Is the system's fault, Coach's fault? How do you fix all that? We can discuss it when we get back. Let's tie 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got minor congestion on McFarland at 69 and Northport. Lurleen steady in the downtown and 69 South congested at Skyland. Now, if you see other conditions, please give me a call, 205-886-8886. Townsend Nissan is having a special sale today with super markdowns and extra cash for your trade. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Finding the right Medicare plan? Oof, no easy feat. 
Kind of like those dances my granddaughter loves making me do. <laughs> but then I found Walgreens. The Tide 100.9 app. A town square media station. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. Phone lines are open 205-342-9904. Bill Cameron and the Auburn Report here in about uh, about 10 minutes. Andrew Kniffer will kick off this 8 o'clock hour. Andrew's my Allstate insurance agent. Let him become yours. Out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard Suite 3 in Norport. You want to have the backing of a great company like Allstate, the local guy with Andrew and his staff. They know this community inside and out so when you have a problem they know where to go and know how to get it fixed 205-722-9201 whether it be home life auto boat whatever you need any kind of insurance andrew and his staff are there ready waiting for you 205-722-9201 all right one of the things uh that coach uh said that was your first question and we talk about speed and you spread those receivers out there, uh, out wide. You stack them, whatever you do. And these guys have got great feet, and they're quick, and you can't get your hands on If you can't get your hands on them uh, in those first initial few yards off the ball, those guys are running, and then speed becomes a factor. I imagine uh, – I don't know that Mike Leach has the same type of speed, but that would be something that he does. They do it every – single day could this be a problem for alabama uh come saturday night uh i, I don't know i, I don't think i think alabama is going to rush mississippi state like they've never been rushed and the reason i say that is i think the wideouts and the and the quarterback are a step or two below what they had at tennessee i think the wideout receivers are not that fast and i think the quarterback is is good, but not as good. I see a different kind of game plan for Alabama um, in this game against against Mississippi State. I just, I just think that they'll, I just think they'll get to the quarterback more and, and try to do things differently uh, than they did. He's he's a habit of change. Th- things don't work. <sighs> I hate to say all this because I. I, I I think Mike Lee, I think Mike does what he does best without worrying about what you do much. Now I don't think I don't think that I don't think that probably occurs on defense because that big that defensive guy takes care of the defense. Mike doesn't even look at it. But I think offensively, he he doesn't he he I don't know that he gets in there and studies your defense. They had they had. Uh, I thought it was, I thought it was on he was on there too long, but they had Tim Couch. Tim Couch was a great quarterback. Everybody in the world recruited him. Kentucky finally got him and they hired Bill Curry. And Bill Curry went in there and ran an offense that Tim Camp, Tim Couch. And I hate to say that because Bill and I are good buddies. Uh, 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 it didn't work. And um, 
so they asked Tim Couch when the, they let him go, and they brought it. They brought in um, uh, Mike wasn't the head coach, but but ran the offense and brought in his offensive guy. I can't call his name. It does everything offensively. And he said a lot of times Mike would call him, and Mike would call him to the office. They wouldn't even talk football. They talk everything in the world. They talk weather. They talk everything. He'd be around him some, but as far as technically, he didn't. He didn't use exactly those words, but kind of he did. I just don't think that Mike Leach prepares this team offensively. I don't think he worries about your defense much. Now he may do some things during the course of the game to change what he does because he a little bit, but I just think it's totally different. Joe, help me here. Will Rogers, uh, he's. 228 for 320. He's thrown for 2,324 yards, which I would think 71% is a good completion percentage. I'm not 100% sure on what a high percentage is in, in, in college football, but he's only averaging, I guess, 7.3 yards per pass, 75 for the long. 23, this is pretty impressive. 23 touchdowns and four interceptions. Uh, what kind of quarterback is Will Rogers? Where does he rank in your mind in the SEC? I don't. I think probably his price, then Hooker to me, and then where does where does he fall after that in the, in this league? He's definitely got an argument for that third spot. Really, it's, it's him, K, uh, KJ Jefferson, Will Levis, and Anthony Richardson, kind of all playing for that third spot. Uh, but I think he's got a, a, a definite argument for the third spot. And Alabama uh, coach, they're going to have to do exactly what coach said: get a pass rush, and uh, they, they really failed at getting a pass rush on this past Saturday night. they got to get after him this, this weekend. Uh, Alabama, luckily, has really held Mississippi State uh, pr- pr- pretty – held them down the last two years with Mike Leach be- being at the helm. Uh, Barry, do you know the last time Mississippi State scored a touchdown in Brian Denny Stadium? It's been a while. 2014. Yeah, so they have so, dominated. they got to kill after it. But Will Rogers, he's he's a good quarterback to answer your question. He's a good guy. He's a good one. Yeah. Um, you know, and one of the things that you say you got to get a pass rush, well, how quick did Hendon Hooker and these guys get the ball out of their hands? They get it out so fast there is no yeah. pass rush. Yeah, that, that, that was the point I was trying to make with, with him. I, I think I was the answer that I was going to get from him. Uh, Hen Hooker, he stops the pass rush by himself. Um, you know, he not by himself, but he he is so elusive that that you end up with a pass rush and no and no linebackers are really helping against against the, you know the little short passes. You're dead. So yeah, I, I think I think because I I just don't know that I don't know that the quarterback at Mississippi State is. I know he's good. I know he's an excellent quarterback. I, I just don't know if he's if he's quite as effective as, as a guy. And I think, uh, as I've sta- said, and I'm glad that you'll think that what I said was right, it may not be right. I just think Alabama will change defensively. I think they will get after him and see. You can always change defensively and go after him and see how it goes and then adjust from there. Yeah, I, you know, and the, the only thing we've been saying is, like, they've made all these mistakes against Texas. You wait till they play another – and then – they're they're gonna kill Texas A and M and then they didn't and then they're gonna go up there to Tennessee and I said they're gonna handle Tennessee and they didn't and we keep thinking that the real team that we're accustomed to seeing is gonna show up 
maybe that team's not over there this year. Uh, we'll we'll see as we go through it. They got three. It's a three game season. They're going to beat Austin P and Auburn. You got uh, at LSU, which they should win that particular game. Then you got at Ole Miss, and you got this Mississippi State. You win those three, I think it's clear sailing from there. But uh, we'll see if that team that we all think is going to show up eventually show up. Barry, uh, LSU's with. gotten better. LSU's gotten. I know that Florida's not the Florida of the past. LSU's LSU has, has learned to play a little bit better with themselves. I don't, I don't particularly care for Ole Miss because I don't think they tackle very well. Um, you know, I had all three TVs on and watched every game they could watch, and and I just don't, I, I don't, <clears throat> I just don't, th- I just don't. I, even though you got to go to Ole Miss, and Ole Miss is excited to play, and crowd, what, and what crowd won't be as big, and it won't be as boisterous as Tennessee was. I just, I just, just don't think it that they're good enough. When he look, when he lost the defensive coordinator at Texas at Texas A and M. Oh, he was good. I guess he's still there. He um, he he lost a lot. And I just don't think I don't think they're in the category. I think defensively they're not good enough to be out of them. I do think LSU. Although I think this is going to sound silly to you. I think it's an eleven o'clock game. I think that's right. I could be wrong. Uh, is 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 improved. And better defensively. That's the reason I think they'll beat Ole Miss. Is because they're better defensively than Ole Miss is. Almost blue played it, but I did. All right, uh, we'll take a break here. We we'll get our main man Bill cramming in Royal Cleaners. It's chilly outside. You don't want to get outside. You don't have time. They'll save time for you. They'll come pick up all your laundry, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back. If you want to drop off, three locations: University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, Northport, or Forty Eight. 51 Rice Mine Road. If you're getting some of the stuff out uh, for winter, but it needs to be cleaned up, it's a great time to do it right now. Give them a call. Make life easy for you. 205-391-0034. Royal Cleaner. Tell them that Wimp and Barry sent you. Listen to Tide Wonder Boy 9. This is the home of Alabama Sports. Trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Wednesday morning. The high temperature of 56 degrees in the Tuscaloosa area yesterday was a record low for the peak temperature. The previous low maximum was set at 58 degrees in 1966. So does that mean we are in for an exceptionally cold winter? Well, maybe not. But it does mean another freeze warning is in effect tonight, beginning at 10 till 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. I'm Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we've got a problem on McFarland westbound underneath the Jack Warner Parkway Bridge. We believe a car has stalled. It's blocking the right lane. Traffic beginning to back up. US 43 backing up at McFarland and Lurleen Steady into downtown. Townsend Nissan is having a special sale today with super markdowns and extra cash for your trade. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. You know what happens in a plasma chamber? Big stuff. Science stuff. Diamonds. I'm Tom Osmond. Fincher and Osmond Jewelers carries. More coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. 
It's yellow wood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A sunny but very cool day today. Tuscaloosa's high 62. Another freeze likely tonight, clear with a low at 32. Tomorrow and Friday, sunny both days with a warming trend. The high tomorrow is 67, the high Friday 74. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 35 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The flagship station for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. We'll get right to the Alabama One hotline, www.alabama1.org, for all their different products and services. He's with ESPN 106.7, the drive down in Auburn, open like a Monday through Friday from 4 to 6. Joins us every Wednesday. We talk all things Auburn Tigers. Bill Cameron. Good morning, Bill. How are you? Hey, Bill. Hey, Barry. Well, how are you guys? Oh, We're doing okay. I, I um watched your game with Ole Miss and thought they they played hard. But it must be, um, and I don't really how to say this to you, it, it, for me, it, it'd be an uncomfortable feeling for a family to feel like that the, the rumors are that they're not going to be wanted anymore, uh, even though we, we know that's what we all talk about, and I think probably from what I can gather correct. But it, it it makes it very difficult, not only there, but recruiting everything else. Oh, I, I'm I'm sure there's no question. I mean, and and Brian Harson uh, responded to that when he was I think it was in Birmingham uh, on Monday when he was talking about uh, everywhere you look, there's comments, and he said, "Well, it's not where I look." Well, there's no way he he doesn't know that, and obviously his family does, and that. There have been some social media posts and things like that. That's yeah. got to be rough. And and I think about that, too, when we're talking about it and people are calling in and already, you know, talking about replacements and things like that. I'm thinking, yeah. you know, there, there are people here in town. These are these are these are people that are right here and they're hearing some of these things and and you feel bad about it. But uh, you can't yeah. avoid it. I mean, it's it's uh, that's just just what everybody has on their mind right now. Yeah, that's what coaching is all about too. It's all it's got the good and bad, doesn't it? Yeah, I just get tired of people trying to predict or act like they know. Well, we've heard when it's the off week, they're going to let him go. Like you don't know. Uh, stop saying no. that. And you know, one thing I've been impressed with with Auburn is they haven't they haven't quit. It'd be easy to quit. Like they, they look like these guys still want to win. So he's doing something right right now. And I'm sure they will let him go at the end of the season. But I admire the players for that, and I really admire him uh, to keep working, keep pushing with all the negativity around. These guys are still competing, aren't they, Bill? Yeah, that, that, that you're absolutely right about that, Barry. And that's something that that we were discussing a little yesterday. If you had seen, if if it was. Uh, appearing like even if we don't know but I mean if it looked like the effort wasn't there or the players had uh, you know thrown in the towel and he'd lost the team that would make it much easier to um, to understand uh, wh- why the trigger could be pulled right now or, or how something could happen but as long as they're playing like this 
it's very difficult. Plus the fact that, that Auburn doesn't have a permanent athletics director. You know, we've been thinking that, uh, uh, that it could happen, and I still keep hearing it's going to happen any time. But uh, there, there were some interviews that have been going on for the last couple of weeks. And obviously, Rich McGlynn has been here. He's been interviewed. He's the interim AD. John Hartwell is uh, the athletics director at Utah State. And he's got a lot of Auburn ties. He's from Mobile. Dave Benedict is someone we I don't think we mentioned here on, on your show. But he was at Auburn for a while, and he's the AD at UConn. And he's obviously very much in the picture, too. So it looks like one of those three. And the feeling had been, well, you don't want to put that on the new AD. I've, I, I feel like that is going to be the, the new athletic director is going to, or the permanent athletic director. I don't want to say new because it may be rich, but the permanent AD will be announced and then, uh, then he will make the decision of when to make a change if a change is necessary. And, and that very well could mean that Brian Harson finishes the season. That also gives him a chance. Um, despite everything that's going on, I mean, if this team, um, you know, wins some games, uh, to, to perhaps continue this, it, it's hard to, it's hard to fathom that right now. I just don't know where all of a sudden the defense is going to start playing better. And I really think that the, um, the ability to run the ball has, has a lot to do with Ole Miss as well as Auburn. They did find a couple of guys, moved a couple of players around. Um, we'd been wondering when we'd see big Jeremiah Wright, a player that last year before he got injured was really making a move on the defensive front, and they'd been raving about his um, athletic ability. And finally, because of injuries, they put him in as a starting guard this past Saturday against Ole Miss, and he looked like the best blocking guard that Auburn's had all year. So, So that's good. But then on the other side, you wonder, well, why haven't you put him in before? Yeah. Uh, Bill, when they took Robbie Ashford out, you could see his frustration. Like he was really, <laughs> really upset when TJ Finley uh, went in the game. I know Ashford went back. Uh, was that a? You think that was a planned deal? We're going to play TJ. You know, whatever that was, no. and the, or they just wanted to see a change there, and then and they went back to him. Uh, just your thoughts on how they're handling the quarterbacks. Yeah, well, it worked, I thought. I mean, Robbie definitely played better, and uh, you, you saw the fire he has. He does get really down on himself at times. He is his biggest critic um, He you know, anytime things don't go well. But, no, I don't think the plan was to play T.J. We'd asked um, Coach Harson last week about him, and all he said was, well, he's he's progressing. Now, I think it was just it was time to get Robbie out because uh, he, he just wasn't playing well. And uh, it worked. I don't know that that's something you're going to be seeing be seeing them try. If he has a bad series or something, they're going to make a change. Of course, TJ didn't help himself any by going in and and uh, um, fumbling on the one series he was in, and he also didn't help himself by posting on TikTok. I don't know if you guys saw that, but uh, TJ had another social media post, uh, sort of um, questioning why why people get down on him more when he turns it over than other quarterbacks. I don't think that's ingratiating himself very much yeah. with with Brian Harson. So I'd be surprised if we saw TJ again. Yeah, I tried to tell these producers we got here when you're running from guys on the moped, something's <laughs> wrong. They're looking at me like, "What's that got yeah. to do with it?" Well, it's a character flaw when you're running from the police on the mo- moped and it starts to come out with the things you're talking about right now. You're going to TikTok about how quarterbacks are handled, there's a problem there, Bill. 
Oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, so yeah. Like I said, I'd, I'd be surprised. But Robbie played better. He's look. Let's face it. He's not an accurate passer. He's he's more accurate on deep passes than he is the short stuff. It seems like he's throwing where he sees the receiver, and you've got to lead them. He's always throwing a little bit behind. So, um, what he's got to do though is protect the ball when he's not throwing it. He fumbles the ball way too much, uh, and and they say it's not because he has small hands. It's just. Um, uh, he just carries the ball way too loosely, but that's something Auburn with its offensive troubles can't afford to have as many turnovers and they lead the nation in fumbles. That's not one of the, that's not a category you want to be at the top of. Yeah. That... Well, I, I guess I'm going, going against what I asked to start with, but, um, and I, and I know that the coach gets, is going to get some money if, if some things do happen. My question is, does he have a staff that is going to be owed money if this were to happen? A big staff. He has a big staff. I know they just hired a guy from NFL to do something. Yeah, Drew Fabianic. Uh, um, yeah, 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 I think. That, all, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead, Wimp. Uh, I just it's the staff is in a situation where they're going to be they're owed for two years or three years or whatever. Where does that stand? I think the coordinators are the only ones that have multi-year deals. Uh, well, Carn, I don't know. Zach Etheridge probably does, but I don't know that Zach would be um, looking to be going anywhere. So, yeah, it's going to cost. It's obviously going to cost more than just the head coach because uh, even if they don't have, you know, long-term contracts, you're still going to have to pay them the rest of the year. And there are a couple that go beyond. As far as the support staff, that's that's an interesting question. I really don't know. We don't know if they are tied specifically. I'm sure some of them are uh, tied tied to Brian Harson. He's the guy that hired them, but sure. there are others. Uh, I do believe that the, uh, the 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 feeling is that that Auburn or whoever uh, you know that, that right now the interim AD and a lot of people around the athletics department want to keep Drew Fabianich, who was brought in as the GM. They really like what he's been doing, so I think they're going to make every effort to keep him and his support staff that are really, uh, you know, sort of doing scouting and evaluating. Okay. If it if the change does happen, which we all assume it will, um, is Lane Kiffin a, uh, an option for down there? I mean, is that just talk? Is he using that to get Ole Miss or Rays? Would, would Auburn throw enough money at him to get his attention there? Where, where does Lane fall in all this? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, there's there's – uh, no question, he's going to make a lot more money next year than he, than he's making right now, just yeah. because of this talk. Uh, I think Auburn will definitely kick the tires. I think they will. Uh, they'll try to see if he is genuinely interested. I don't. I don't think there's any reason not to uh, to try to find out. Um, I don't see any reason why not to go ahead and and at least have some um, you know preliminary discussions. With with Lane Kiffin's folks, with Deion Sanders' folks, with you know, with with any prominent candidate out there, to see if they're interested before you really decide who you're the most interested in. Yeah, that. Um, on the basketball front, uh, they're having media days. I think today, not much to talk today. about it, uh, mm-hmm. at all. But uh, Barry said that I think it'll be on at ten o'clock uh, on on the network. Uh, I've had some people. I've had some scouts who think that Bruce's team is good, but I've had a couple who think it's 
maybe not quite as good as people say it is? <laughs> and that's not a very good question, but I, I, I'm, I'm no, sure it's that, that's, good. that's interesting. I mean, yesterday we, we had a chance to spend a few minutes with Bruce because uh, uh, I really appreciated this. They realized not everybody was going to be able to make it to a media day in Birmingham today. And uh, Seth Greenberg was in town, and, and we actually talked to him, got his thoughts on things. And, and he said the same thing. He said that he sees talent. He just uh, is wondering how it's going to mesh. He, yeah. Bruce has more. Bruce has more big guys. There's more of an inside presence than Auburn's had. It's just uh, you know how are these guys gonna? Uh, how how are they gonna mesh? Are they gonna be able to shoot the ball better than they did a year ago? Because if you've got you know if if you struggle shooting the ball in Bruce's offense, it's uh uh it's it's gonna be a very streaky type team. Yeah. That's now one of the what I've been hearing. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I was I was saying Bruce uh, is really excited about the depth. He's too deep everywhere, but uh, but yeah, what he was doing yesterday, they were having four seven and a half minute uh, scrimmages, changing up the people. He wants to look at the combos now and see who works better with whoever. So um, yeah, there's a lot of potential, but I mean they've still even with that trip to Israel, they still are trying to find the right combinations and, and see who's going to work the best and who would be the best guys coming off the bench and so forth. So, still, you know, still a ways away, but uh, he said he'd rather not be picked in the top 15. He'd rather be picked sure. a little lower, but uh, but that's you. just, yeah, that that's just everybody. It's it's easier to, to fight as the underdog and, and sure. when, when you don't, when you can play the no respect card. Yeah, that's right. Bill, did they roll Timmer's corner after the Tennessee-Alabama game? No, they didn't. As a matter of fact, I, I needed to go downtown for something, and uh, no, 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 there were some, there were some people that were uh, enjoying themselves after that. I mean, because they weren't they weren't happy after the uh, after the Auburn Ole Miss game. So, I mean, I guess that was some consolation. Man, it was a tough it was a it was a uh, tough weekend for uh, for for a lot of fans with with Auburn and Alabama and the Braves. I mean, this this past weekend. And the, <laughs> and the Cleveland Indians and the Cleveland Guardians. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Good, good buddy Spence McCracken is all, all over here. Is also a big Cleveland fan. Oh yeah, uh, kill me. I hate. Yeah, I hope. I hope between New York and Houston, they both lose tonight. Mm. Yeah, really. I mean, those those. It, it, it's uh, it's more interesting when you look at. I mean, there's nobody that thought the Phillies and the Padres were going to be playing in the no. National League for sure. I'm not sure the playoff system is the right way to do it either. It, well, that's that's what you point out when people, uh, the college football fans, say, "See, here's what can happen." You got yeah. wild cards playing for that, where it, you know it, it can happen. You can have a long shot and make deep runs in the NCAA basketball tournament. Football's yeah. the only one where you're not going to have you know a nobody winning. Yeah. Well, Bill, uh, what what did you see in that Alabama Tennessee game? Have you ever seen an Alabama defense just get absolutely shredded like that? It was. <laughs> It was tough to watch. Uh, it was an exciting game, but tough to watch if you're an Alabama fan watching that defense. No, I've never seen it quite to that extent. Now, you have seen it. It, it does appear that, you know, if uh, if you've got three really good receivers or you can uh, – it, it does appear that that's one thing that, that, uh, that Alabama and Georgia, so, I mean, Nick and Kirby, you know, they don't want to play zone. They want to play man, and if you get that mismatch – uh, especially it appears, you know, like uh, those the bunches to the short side, and and get a guy in the slot that's got that kind of talent. Uh, that that's sort of the, you know that's sort of the way Auburn fans felt watching, you know, and a lot of other teams felt 
watching Jalen Waddle a couple of years ago. That's what Tennessee was able to do. And uh, there just aren't many teams that have that kind of quarterback-receiver combo that can give the quarterback a little bit of time and get some mismatches there. Yeah. Uh, you may not want to answer this, and so you you can kind of just kind of switch around <laughs> it and say, uh, "Is there any? What is your thoughts about Gus Malzahn and his family thinking about this season at Auburn?" <laughs> okay. What I'm, I'm still I'm trying uh, to understand Gus, exactly Gus, what you want I, me Gus to say. Is your feet? What's oh, your feeling about I that? I think Foot, Gus is the football. I, I, let me let me put it different. The football situation at Auburn. Now that he's gone, what's his feeling? Oh, how's Gus feeling about it? Yeah, yeah, the, the situation, Auburn. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure they're looking at. They've got some very, very close friends here. Yeah, I know it. But uh, there, there's some people. There's some people. I'm sure they'd like to just uh, be able yeah. to pass, you know, on the street with a big smile on their face right. because, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's no question he that that Auburn's program now is not in as good a shape as it was when Gus left. Right. right. Uh, that's that. But it's just, if sometimes when you that happens, you look back on it and have a lot of questions, don't you? <laughs> no doubt. So yeah, why, yeah. That, why I had why I had to leave it. Well, he got oh, twenty one yeah. million. He got twenty one million to leave, so I guess he can get over it. But well, Auburn people look at it like, well, Dabo's paying this and. Georgia's paying this, and Alabama's paying this. So if we want to be in their ballpark, we got to pay not exact right, exactly a bit close to what these guys are paying, or maybe they are. Uh, is that will that be how they look at this thing, Bill? You mean for the coach? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think so. I really do, and I, I think that's one of the one of the things that uh, has been going on that we picked up in the last few days is that uh, Dr. Roberts. Um, has been really, and, and one of the things he did when he was a dean of engineering, and that's the department that I work in on campus, uh, one of the things he did was he was able to bring together some folks that had really been very uh, combative and had never were, never agreed with each other. Somehow he was able to get those people on the same page. And we, as, as I understand it, that's what he's been working at is trying to bring together the the different factions in the in the, in the booster base the the big ones and try to at least put them on the same page so that they're all um working together for whoever the next coach is because that's that's the biggest problem it has been the biggest problem at Auburn for years is not everybody who uh who can be very helpful and is powerful were together. Some would be against the coach from the day he was hired, and that's never going to work. So that's what he's been trying to do, and um, that that may be another reason why things are taking a little longer than some folks had thought. But I, I believe that uh, they're they're going to they're going to see among the big names who is interested, and I don't think money's going to be a big object there. Doesn't mean they're necessarily going to get that big name. It doesn't usually work that way at just about any place. It does at times, but I don't think money's going to be the reason they don't get a big name. Uh, now, we're, we're closing off. We're closing this thing out now. I'm going to say this to you, and you can't ask me any questions. If you go by to see Dr. If you go by to see Dr. Roberts today, he won't be there. Okay, Barry, close it out. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. 
stuff. Uh, is he on vacation? Is he on vacation? I, I just tell you, if he goes by to see Dr. Roberts, he won't be there today. Call him so on I'm his cell phone, Bill. You got his cell number. <laughs> I met him when I was down there. He is a really nice guy. He's I mean, really, guy. really down to really earth. Is. He, uh, I could see where he could unite people that were having he, problems with one another. Yeah, he's a much more of a people person than any other. Uh, uh, I haven't met that many university presidents. Uh, presidents, I've met a handful, but he's the most uh, people oriented that I've ever met. Yeah. All right, Bill. Tell everybody about where they get your show. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see if we can uh, tease some more things, just like Wimp did uh, this afternoon on the show. Four to six, it's The Drive on ESPN 106.7. You can uh, Google that, find it, or you can go to ESPNAU.com or Radio Alabama. Bill, I think he's building a house. He's going to go look at some wood. <laughs> he may very well do that. He's, going to, he's building a five-star backyard. He's going to look at some wood today, Bill. You scratch it. Scratch that statement I made as we close. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Thank you, Bill. Thank All right, you. guys. Have a great week. All right. There we go. We broke the story for Bill. All right, uh, Joe, be dry. Be dry, Alabama.com. And uh, these guys are absolutely outstanding. For more than 60 years, be dry owners have trusted be dry for waterproofing and foundation repair service. These are outstanding people. We've had them on our show for a long, long time. They're backed by the strongest lifetime warranty in the industry. You can call them at 946-3390. But if you want a dry basement, the B-Dry experts will design solutions that will solve your basement problem. They have these patented basement waterproofing and foundation repair products as well, and those products will go into effect to certainly keep that water from coming back in to your basement after they've dried it up. You have a 12-month interest of free financing, which is a good deal for you. I think that the customers who have been with B-Dry all these years, 60 years, are very satisfied with what B-Dry does for them. There's nothing more important in your home than a dry basement. With B-Dry, you have a lifetime warranty, a dry basement for life. Your floors one and two are not affected. Your basement is in good shape. So I would suggest that you give B-Dry a call. 60 years of service they put to everybody in this area. 205-946-3390. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. This is Timothy Bowens with your Tide Sports Update. Former Alabama quarterback Jalen Hurts made a statement with his management team. Nick Saban says his team must play better in their next performance on Saturday. Alabama women's basketball guard Brittany Davis was named to the preseason All-SEC second team. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we've got a problem on McFarland westbound underneath the Jack Warner Parkway Bridge. We believe a car has stalled. It's blocking the right lane. Traffic beginning to back up. U.S. 43 backing up at McFarland and Lurleen Steady into downtown. Townsend Nissan is having a special sale today with super markdowns and extra cash for your trade. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. The Biscuit Shop in Essex Square, Northport features sandwiches, bite-sized snacks, blueberry, meat, and specialty flavors baked fresh every day. Get a special 10% discount. More coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, 
fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A sunny but very cool day today. Tuscaloosa's high 62. Another freeze likely tonight, clear with a low at 32. Tomorrow and Friday, sunny both days with a warming trend. The high tomorrow is 67, the high Friday 74. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 36 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Inside the locker room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. I'm in a hurry to get things done away. Rushing, rushing to life's no fun All I really gotta do is live and die But I'm in a hurry and don't know why Wayne's Pest Control, serving 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 1973. Let the good folks at Wayne's make sure your home protected from unwanted pests this fall. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, mosquito prevention services. Also, you can come out and get that lawn ready for the winter. The cold's coming, uh, so you need to have certain chemicals on that where it is booming uh, when the springtime comes. 866-WAYNES-1, 866-WAYNES-1 for $60 off your initial pest control service. All right, guys, um, the SEC has put out their predictions uh, from the media. Uh, Dad, you want to take a guess where they pick Alabama uh, in the in the media poll? It's Number out. one. Nope. Joe, Dad. Uh, I, in the media poll, we've already voted for it. Yes. Uh, I I would say uh, three. Joe, have you seen it? What it is? I haven't seen it. All right, Joe, wrong. you guess. Uh, number one. No, no. But where do you think they picked them? You know they didn't pick them one. Uh, no, I picked I think them three. Picked them six. I'm surprised here. Because I've heard people say Arkansas should be ranked number one in the nation, and they have Kentucky one, Arkansas two, Tennessee three, Auburn four, Alabama five. Then it goes Texas A&M, Florida, LSU, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Missouri, Vandy, Georgia, and South Carolina. Wow. Uh, LSU has picked eight. They lost every single player they had. How could they be picked eight in the – First team all SCC, Alabama has nobody on there. Nick Smith, uh, this is Colin Castleton at Florida. He's back. Oscar Sheway, uh, Wheeler from Kentucky. He's a fast point guard. He can't score. And Santiago Vescovia. He's still at Tennessee. Good land. Second team, I'm shocked here, guys. Dad, would you put Javon Quinterly coming off – Knee surgery. They got him second team all SEC. And then the fret the hot shot freshman Brandon Miller. I don't always have a problem making a guy first team all SEC. He hadn't dribbled yet, although he is an all SEC talent. What are your thoughts on Quinterly being voted second team coming off this knee surgery? Well, uh they're saying that he's gonna he be able to play when the season starts. Oh, are they? Yeah, no, 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 I'm so when SEC starts, pardon me, Barry, Yeah, when the SEC starts, so we've got a lot, a, lot of pra- a lot of games to go prior to that, Alabama's got, Alabama's got a lot of games they can win, I looked at their schedule last night trying to study when I was going to go 
see them. And uh, uh, Alabama being fifth may have may have been based a little bit on their defense. Like you know, they end up nineteen and fourteen, which was and they lost a lot of people. Uh, which was they didn't start out. They started out really good. Um, so it, fifth for me would but would be a little bit lower than I would thought they would be. I thought they'd probably be third. Ahead of who? Tennessee and Auburn with all those guys or Arkansas who's signed everybody they can in Kentucky. I think fifth. Well, about you, may, right. you may be right. You, you may be. You may be right. I, I think Kentucky is. Uh, not quite ready right now with with the big kids uh, knee. Uh, I think they're talented and they're hard to beat at home. Arkansas, he's going to get his guys to play hard. If they don't play hard, he's going to find somebody that will. Um, Alabama has talked about how how what, what great recruiting year they had, and and I assume they they have, but uh, but they have talked a, a lot about it. And we'll just have to see. I, I don't really know. Well, yeah, Brandon Miller is everything that's yeah. advertised. Yeah. Uh, hopefully he can take it uh, to the game. I know he has in the practice, and he did uh, over on the foreign tour. So I he's, think, yeah. he's somebody to watch for sure. I think Auburn, from what I can find out from some of the – and I visited with a couple of people that had been down to see him. The reason I asked that question, uh, I don't know if their outside shooting is – as good as, as it has been in the past, and more they've lived and died by that. Now, they did have the big guys that rebound, you know, put it back in. But I, I, I think their outside shooting is way below par. Now, the Johnson kids lost a lot of weight, supposedly better, but you know he's wild as a dirt road lizard. Uh, so we'll see. I don't yeah, we'll see. They got green. They, I think they'll be all right. The Auburn thing with them is that. Those home games are such an yeah. advantage. They, they're going to yeah. go probably nine and zero at home. Uh, you just don't beat them yeah. down there anymore. No. There's a lot of kids that uh, were committed with Jack for baseball. They were wanting to come to a football game, and they said no. They wanted to go to a basketball game instead. So how many times do you hear they were going to go watch the jungle instead of going to a football game? So uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. When did you ever think you would hear? Auburn, you say you'd want to go see a basketball game other than a football game, and Bruce Pearl has completely changed uh, the thought process down there. All right, we'll take this last break and come back and wrap up the show. We've got a phone call coming in. We'll take it when we get back. Let's tie 100.9 NC Home of Alabama Sports. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Tuscaloosa Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram, and Pearl River Resort. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's daily update on Bama sports and it's brought to you by Koneka Sausage, a true southern flavor since 1947 and the official smoked sausage of the Crimson Tide. Visit online at ConecuhSausage.com. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. Wide receiver Ja'Cory Brooks had a solid performance at Tennessee on Saturday with six catches for 79 yards and a touchdown. He joined us on Tuesday's edition of Crimson Drive, driven by NASCAR on all CTSN social media platforms. Um, felt great, you know. As an offense, we still haven't capitalized everything that we needed to do, but, you know, we have to clean up some of our mistakes, you know, that go for in practice. So, you know, we just clean up some of our mistakes from last game so we can move on. I'll have more in a moment. Kaneka Sausage is an Alabama tradition and a fan favorite. 
Made fresh in evergreen Alabama since 1947, Koneka Sausage is the best-tasting hickory smoked sausage you'll ever put in your mouth. Always great for breakfast, Koneka Sausage is now a tailgate grilling favorite. Pick up some today where you buy groceries. Koneka Sausage, the official smoked sausage of the Crimson Tide. Here's more from Ja'Cory Brooks. During the whole Tennessee week, you know, he still was a leader. He still was there in practice every play, every drive, you know, helping out even Jaden Miro or Ty just from plays and what what to read. And he, he was always there as a leader. You know, he showed that he was going to play, whether he was going to play or not. I didn't know where he was going to play. So it was just like, no matter the situation, let's just go out and practice hard so we can um, win the game. You know, that's all it was. Our full conversation with Ja'Cory Brooks can be heard on the Alabama Insider Podcast, available on the Varsity Network app and all podcast platforms. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Koneka Sausage. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we've got a problem on McFarland westbound underneath the Jack Warner Parkway Bridge. We believe a car has stalled. It's blocking the right lane. Traffic beginning to back up. US 43 backing up at McFarland and Lurleen Steady into downtown. Townsend Nissan is having a special sale today with super markdowns and extra cash for your trade. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Okay, I've got to put in a plug for Cole's lowest prices of the season. I got myself a pair of cozy sweats for under $18. Found my sister the cute 100.9 app. Rolling down a backwoods, Tennessee byway. One arm once again, Alabama won. Got the special of all special. The end of October 31st. So take advantage of it now. Get more truck for the buck. Rates as low as 1.99. Extended loan terms to make the payment a little easier for you. 250 in cash back to you up to 250 in 60 days of no payment. Go to www.alabama1.org to apply. All right to the Alabama One hotline. We'll get. Granddaddy, Papa G, whatever his name is, Bryce is. What's your name, Bryce? What's your G Daddy? G Daddy. You've told me that like three times. I don't remember things as well as I used to, Bryce. That's all right. Good morning, Joe. Start calling you Bryce G Daddy. What's up, G Daddy? Hey, listen. Uh, well, do y'all think that line on the uh, Mississippi State and Alabama games look uh, a little high? Twenty-one. You think it's too high? I don't. I don't. Okay. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, and, and quote me if I'm wrong, Barry, the last year when we uh, got beat by Texas A&M, didn't we play Mississippi State? Yes. And they just drilled them? Yes. That's what I thought. Yes. Well, Coach, so, uh, sorry about your Indians, man. I was hoping yeah. they would win. They ain't good enough. Singles don't beat home runs. Guardians? Well, that's true. The Guardians? Uh, the, no, the no, Indians. The oh. Indian. Oh. Indian. Get him, get him, like bro. Like the Washington Redskins. Like the Washington Redskins. I'm Why not a game Washington. changer. What is yeah, the Washington? The Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves. Who are they? The Atlanta Washington Braves. Braves. Or the Commanders. Yeah. Uh, they weren't hey, the Washington football by, team anymore? I, I'm old school. Listen, not. guys. That, that was a cool name. If, if, if it ain't fixed, it ain't broken, don't fix it. Just change your name. That's a bunch of baloney, as your dad would say. Mm, 
Next thing you know, Alabama's going to wear black uniforms. Well, you know, we just need to just leave stuff alone and find us something else to worry about is what we need to do. Because it, it's been that way forever, and it, and it hadn't hurt nobody. So, you know, it's just crazy. Huh. You know, I'm Native American. I was hurt. No. Most Native Americans that I heard guys said that they were honored that they was named after that. Is, yeah. is, is what I, what I had been told. But anyway, uh, me, they just going to have to. It's real simple for Alabama. They just going to have to quit making mistakes. If they keep making mistakes, they're going to get beat a lot more. What kind of mistake? It's real simple. A penalty. Oh, you know. Yeah. It's simple. They yeah. fix I mean, it. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Bryce, and you're right, first of all, about they got to clean up the discipline problems. But if I was a lineman and Joe, and if, if, say I missed my block and a guy was going to get a clean blindside shot on Bryce Young, he better reach out and hold him. You don't touch my man. <laughs> Do not let him. Because exactly. if he's cons- – but Bryce, you can't – knock on wood, you can't get him. You think you got him, and he's out of there. He wiggles out, ducks out. That play he made against Texas, he he ducked that guy rushing. That may be the yep. play of the season. They may not win the game. He don't make that play. Uh, we were sitting That's two a Heisman losses. moment. Yeah. They need to think about that. That's a Heisman moment right there. Yeah, buddy. Hey, and, I, and I just don't understand. I've never seen a quarterback have as much time as that guy had to throw the ball. And it just – it just didn't seem like an Alabama defense. I've never seen nobody pull rush in like that. Yeah. You know? Well, y'all said it was the greatest they, defense in Alabama history prior to the season. And yeah, and I don't understand why they didn't try to run the ball more, slow it down. If Georgia's got any kind of chance at all, that's what they're gonna have to do. You gotta keep them off the field. If they ain't on the field, they can't. Just they weren't on the field long. They had about they about three plays and they were down there in the end zone. So well, that's what I'm saying. You got to keep them off the field when it's going like that. Don't you agree? Yeah. Yeah. They're not on the field long. Hey. Thank you, Bryce. Hey, hey, Barry. Is, it, is he? Thanks, but Barry is a uh, SEC thing on at ten o'clock. That's what is what's what it had said. SEC Network ten o'clock. Now I don't know who comes up first, but all right, all right, all right. All right that's it for today's show. We appreciate Jack Crow. If you miss Jack Crow, now that's real football analysis. That's not our stupid opinions. Like he tells you exactly how it is, and he's been there. So go go listen to that if you want to hear some real analysis. Uh, it's right there on the podcast. And the Gary Harris Show is next, so keep it locked in. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Have a great day, everybody.
you for listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide.